Welcome to TBT, a movie podcast where we relive our childhoods through movies. I'm Olivia. And I'm Miranda. And today we're going to be talking to you all about The Lion King from 1994. What Good a movie. Year. Good year. What a movie. Um, I, I mean, I was not alive, so I, I don't know. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was great. I think The Lion King was the first movie that my older brother saw in theaters, though. Oh, that's so cute. Which, like... Don't take your one-and-a-half-year-old to a movie, I was going to say, isn't he, like, the same age as me? And, like, I was still a baby. Yeah. Yeah. He also, when he was, like, one year old, he, um, one year old, excuse me, he dressed up in a lion, not he, my mom dressed him up in a lion costume. (laughs) And the pictures are really, really cute. That's so cute. there's also the story of when my mom, like, took him in front of a mirror and showed him himself, he, like, screamed and started crying. <laughs> he was afraid. Oh, that's so cute, so, though. Yeah. Also, like, what the hell would you do with a one-and-a-half-year-old in a movie theater? I don't know. Like, you are definitely going for yourself at that point, because yeah, your one-and-a-half-year-old like, is not even... Yeah, like, The Lion King? Like, if you can't talk or walk very well, then you cannot, like, understand a movie. I'm sorry. Although I will say, have you seen those videos of, like, the dogs reacting to The Lion King? No. There's, like, this video of this dog watching The Lion King, and he gets so upset during the part where, spoiler alert, Mufasa dies. And it's, like, it's this animal, like, seeing this other animal die and, like, recognizing that, like, a death has taken place. I need to find this video and send it to you, Olivia. It is devastating. Yeah, because, like, it's still, like, a cartoon. Like, I couldn't imagine a dog being able to, like, like, determine what something is from a cartoon, you know? Yeah, he was. He could tell. That is so weird. Yeah, oh dog God. whimpers watching the saddest sa- scene from The Lion King. Josh Myers from Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> Chattanooga. Was watching the new, which is watching The Lion King when he noticed his dog Luna reacting. Anyway. I love that you made made Chattanooga sound fancy. Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the name Chattanooga. It's oh, Chattanooga. Chattanooga? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. So the running time of this movie is an hour and 28 minutes, which is nice. Like, it feels good. There's some stuff like I would cut. It's, like, so close to our perfect. Yeah, it's near perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> that <laughs> so was... Sorry. What was that? I'm in a weird... <laughs> I'm in a weird... Movie yeah, movie yeah, yeah. I need to be extra <laughs> energetic because I have nothing to say about The Lion King. Like, you just did, like, a robot voice? But, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That was amazing. Please do that all the time. <laughs> okay, I'm literally never going to do it again. Who directed this movie? Olivia. All right, well, it was co-directed by Roger Allers, who's known for his are The Lion King, Aladdin, who, uh, which he wrote, he wrote in 1992. He was a miscellaneous crew member on Beauty and the Beast from Have 1991. Have we done Beauty and the Beast yet? What? No. Have we? No? Okay. Um, Interesting. And Tron, he was on the art department for Tron in 1982. He also looks exactly, okay, this is, this is a deep cut, but people will know exactly who I'm talking about. He looks exactly like Simon Van Kempen, who is Alex McCord's husband from Real Housewives of New York. Everyone will know this because these people are so wild and crazy, but they, like, moved to Australia, and she's a psychologist now. It's, it's nuts. But he is, he looks exactly like him. It's uncanny. Wow. Cool. Yeah. 
Who else? Who else directed this? I don't watch the show, so I literally don't care. Oh my so we god! We also have Rob Minkoff, who's the other director. His known for are The Lion King, Stuart Little Two, producer from two thousand two, The Forbidden Kingdom from two thousand eight, and Oliver and Company. He did the soundtrack, I guess, from nineteen eighty eight. So I'm sure he did like Oliver everything. Oliver and Company from nineteen eighty eight. Literally, my one note on this is my mind is blown that oh, oh Oliver and Company was nineteen eighty eight. I thought it was like a legit. 90s movie. I and thought that, so too. I was That's like, the cat movie, right? Where he's yeah, like the in cat the box. and the dog. Yeah, and I like the whole time sitting there doing this. Uh, when I saw that it was one of his known for, I'm like, oh my god, why is Oliver and Company not on our list? That's and a Mandela effect thing for sure. Because I also could have like sworn it was a 90s movie. Yeah, like. I thought it was like a straight to video '90s totally, movie, but like totally. maybe it, it probably had a theatrical probably release, was, and but. I just wasn't alive for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, we should ask someone who was alive for it. Maybe it did. Who knows? Um, and then I, so yeah, he's married to Crystal Kung, who is a 76th generation descendant of Confucius. Fancy, um, <laughs> and he looks like a hotter Paul Giamatti with glasses. Okay, that's Olivia's take. I don't. I haven't seen this man, so I don't know. You know, honestly, just Google him, and you'll you'll be like, oh my god, Olivia is so right. Okay, I'll Google that's him later while I'm editing this. Um, and then we already went through Olivia's note about you know Oliver and Company coming out in 1988. <laughs> Wild. Um, and then my note was, I wonder if there's any relation to Rebecca Minkoff. Something I, I could have googled. Think- didn't. So, yeah, I, like, was, well, when I was going through his Wikipedia, that's what I was trying to look for, but it didn't say anything, so. Okay. I feel like it would have. Yeah, exactly. That would have like, been something. Like, famous family. Yeah. I mean, instead of being like, oh, he's married to a 76th but, generation descendant of Confucius, they would have been like, oh, well, he's, you know, family of <laughs> Rebecca Minkoff. Honestly, like, didn't realize Confucius had descendants? I feel I like know. it was kind of like a, um, what was it? Like, um, who was it that has, like, everybody is related to? and Napoleon? Like, no, like Attila no. the Hun or somebody like that. Okay. Somebody like that. It was, like, an Asian. But, like, everybody can be traced back because he had so many babies. Anyway. just, like, raped a lot of people. Anyway, That's, like, um, literally what it was. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I don't want to say that. But I was like, I'll say it. Um, <laughs> you, can, you got it. Thank you. Yeah, not, not great. Um, who's this? Do you want to start with the starring known fours or should I? You can. That's fine. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with Matthew Broderick, who voices Simba. His known fours are the producers from 2005, War Games from 1983, Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 1986, and The Cable Guy from 1996. Um, so even after marrying his wife, Sarah Jessica Parker, in 1997, he had dinner with his mother at her house every Sunday night from 1981 until her death in 2003. That's nice. Yeah, it is really I nice. I also am constantly forgetting that he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. Are they still married? Yep, they're still married. So he and has the Andy Cohen connection. Yeah, yeah. And he... Um, Weirdly, I saw in the Charlotte airport last night, I was, as I was um, catching my connection, they have, like, a big board. Olivia went that, to like, Aruba, if I Yeah, that's why know. we didn't put and out a podcast last week. That's why, yeah, that's why we didn't have one. I was on vacation. Um, Olivia yeah, needed a break. I was, I was on vacation, too, but I yeah. took one day, and, yeah, Olivia took more <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, I was gone for a little bit, and, um, but the... 
Um, but sh- it, the, in the airport, there was like a sign that like had a bunch of random facts on it. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is turning 54 this week. So happy birthday. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, right? She is so much older than I think she is in my mind. No, for sure. And it's not even that she like yeah, I mean that looks in a nice way. weirdly young. It's just that like I just assume she's like always mid nineties, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. I mean like even seeing that Stella Artois commercial, I'm like, she's not fifty four. <laughs> Okay, talk to me about the next person. Okay, so also voicing in this movie, voicing Mufasa, is James Earl Jones. His known for a Rogue One Star Wars, a Star Wars story from 2016. Star Wars. I thought it was Star Wars Rogue One, but okay. That's not what IMDb said. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Me neither. Don't at me. Um, Please don't at us. Weirdly, I've seen. I've seen. I have a fifty percent have viewed ratio for uh, James Earl Jones, and neither one of them are the Star Wars movies. I have a zero. Really? Oh my goodness. Okay, so he was also zero for every movie on these known fours except The Lion King. (laughs) Oh my god! You've not. Okay. Wow, that's sad. Do Um, that what you will. Wow, even like you've never seen the sister act? Nope. <gasps> That's a crime. Okay, so he's also known for Star Wars episode six. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> okay. Um, Return of the Jedi from 1983, The Hunt for the Red October from 1990, and Coming to America from 1988. I've seen both The Hunt for the Red, o- Red October and Coming to America. Wow. Um, Why? Um, come, my dad, well, Coming okay. to America is I figured very, this was, uh, your dad. Yeah, um, uh, Hunt for the Red October is, like, it's a, um, submarine war movie, so I've definitely seen that through my dad. And Coming to America, I'm sure it's through my dad also, but it's an Eddie Murphy movie. It's hilarious. It's the one where Eddie Murphy plays, like, six different people. Interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. It's funny. Um, so, James Earl Jones is well known for his humility, having declined to have his name appear on the credits of both Star Wars episode for a, Ho- a New Hope and Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. That's weird. He felt his contribution wasn't significant enough to warrant credit. He did agree to have his name appear in the credits of Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Do you know who he plays? Absolutely not. He's the voice of Darth Vader. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Darth Vader's voice is changed? I don't think so. I think he's in the new ones, but, like... Okay, interesting. He's, but I yeah, Darth- he's not credited okay. in the older ones, I guess. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it's like um, a, it's like a Ryan Reynolds in um, Deadpool situation. Yes, like yes somebody else doing face. literally everything, and he just like goes into a voice booth in his pajamas. <laughs> Except oh Ryan God. Reynolds will gladly take the credit. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't, I'm. Yeah, I mean, this so, is a pro Ryan Reynolds podcast. I'm sorry, <laughs> Olivia, to slander him in that way. Yeah, um, I don't appreciate you talking, but like he also does a great voiceover job. So yeah, no, he really does. I I feel like also you probably walked into Deadpool and were deeply disappointed. Oh yeah, I was like, what the fuck is up with the costume? And then he gets like, like his face gets yeah. like mangled. So I'm like, the what other the half is in like intense four hours of makeup. And then... Yeah, yeah, of like prosthetic faces. So yeah, it's That's not. Really funny. 
it is funny, so that helps. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll laugh through the pain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not my favorite Ryan Reynolds appearance, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so James Earl Jones's death was announced during a live broadcast of an NBA playoff game in April of 1998. However, the deceased was actually James Earl Ray, who was the convicted assassin of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So I, that's quite a mix-up. I have something to say here. Mm-hmm. Why did you write the convicted assassin? Um, because Do you think convicted? someone else did it? No, this was just a direct copy paste. Okay, great. Why did they write convicted assassin? I'm like, um, I don't did know. Did he they not assassin? assassin. Like, yeah. Putting the word convicted there <laughs> makes it seem like he's the one who took the fall, but somebody else did it. I don't know. I mean, I will say that the guy, um, I'm definitely oh, on board with the <laughs> conspiracy of uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy's killer not actually being. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, great, cool. And I do um, love Bobby Kennedy. That's one of my faves. So. Uh, wow. Um, that's interesting that he had this, like, fake death situation. I'd like to learn more about that, but I, I'm not going <laughs> well, to it right was now. Like a, it was, like, a very, like, <laughs> contra- like, how can you, that's pretty bad mix-up. And yeah, then to it broadcast pretty- it on, like, a, they'd be, like, broadcasting it during, like, an NFL. During an NBA <laughs> playoff playoffs. game. Yeah. They'd be, like, Yikes. broadcasting it during, like, The Bachelor. Yeah, ex- probably more than The Bachelor. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd like um, to see those numbers. No, right. I know. And that, in 1998, that's back when people actually watched TV. Yeah, right? So, um. So, also in this movie is Jonathan Taylor Thomas playing young Simba, voicing young Simba, excuse me. His known for his are The Lion King, Home Improvement from 1991 to 1999. That's a long time. Tom and Huck from 1995, which I think I maybe saw. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I watched that in school, so maybe that's one that I've seen, but I, I don't know. Um, and then The Adventures of Pinocchio from 1996. And we have no fun facts about Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We Honestly, miss that. He's, like, he's, he's not for us. He's not that interesting of a person. And also, you've never seen an episode of Home Improvement? No. What? No, sorry. That makes me so sad for you. I feel you. like when it was on, I was like, I would rather watch, like, Rugrats or something, you know? Like, I was like, not, I was like, this seems boring. I mean, you're also not a Tim Allen person. And, like, no. I must say I pro- I am. So, yeah. okay. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Also in this movie is uh, voicing Shenzi, who's one of the hyenas, um, is Whoopi Goldberg. Um, her known for us are Ghost from 1990, Sister Act from 1992, The Color Purple from 1985, and Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit from 1993. Um, so she is an EGOT winner, which is exciting. Um, she has a Daytime Emmy from 2002 for Outstanding Special cl- special Class Special for Beyond, um, Beyond Tara, The Extraordinary <laughs> Life of Hattie McDaniel. I have no idea. Can I just that drag is. you for, like, the pause between saying Tara? But, like, I'm like, who the you fuck were like, is, is Tara? You were like, is it Tara? Is it Tara? What do I... No, it wasn't even that. I'm just like, did I, like, is it Sarah? Like, did I spell something wrong? I don't know. I, like, whatever. Um, and then her Grammys know. for her 1996 for Best Comedy Recording for the album Whoopi Goldberg Original Broadway Show Re- Re- Record. Um, and her Oscars for 1991 Best Actress in a Supporting Role for Ghost, which is weird because I always thought that, isn't that the pottery movie with, um, 
Patrick yeah. Swayze and whoever else, mm-hmm. some girl. <laughs> um, that's not Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> She's supporting. Um, but, like, how funny would it be if it was that, like, famous pottery thing was, like, Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg? What's funny um, about it, Olivia? Um, because she's a very out and proud lesbian and she's Whoopi Goldberg. So okay. I just don't see her and Patrick Swayze being together. <laughs> yeah. It would be. A- and she's a comic. Anyway. <clears throat> She's a comique. Um, so, and her Tony is from 2002 for Best Musical. She was a producer for Thoroughly Modern Millie. Look, no disrespect towards Whoopi Goldberg, but I feel like a lot of these are a little bit cop-outs, you know? Like, your Emmy is a daytime <laughs> Emmy. Your yeah, Grammy I definitely is a knew she was an EGOT winner, though. Your, mus- your Tony's for producing. Like, I understand that all of these things are difficult, but, like... They're not, you know? I think that a, um, to win an EGOT, the EGOT title definitely favors, like, a comedic actress. Yeah, um, or actor. Yeah, or actor, exactly. Um, <laughs> whatever. Like Only Lily girls Reinhardt. can win it. Um, no, <laughs> what? Are you crazy? <laughs> no, an actor. Oh, I was like, That's no. just a joke from our messages no, that Olivia I doesn't def- respond to, but you know, it's fine. I, I, I thought I, Olivia was ghosting me this week. Um, no, I was just out of the country. No, I thought you uh, were ghosting me. It's fine. That's okay. <laughs> I was not. Um, but yeah, no, the I think it definitely favors like a specific... Um, or even, like, a musical, like, someone, like, a John Legend. Like, I think, like, a John Legend, I he did get an EGOT, correct? I don't think he's there yet. I feel like he's close. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, I think a music writer or someone who, um, because you can win an Emmy for, like, sound production or something like that. Like, I think there's definitely, it favors someone who can do, like, a stand-up special and win a Grammy for that or someone who's in music who also does, like, the soundtrack or production um, in a movie. Totally. It's, like, a hard thing to do, but I feel like I don't know if it should be as impressive as it is. Yeah, it's just, it's some, <laughs> it's, like, pick a lane, um, but... Oh, my God, totally. Um. Speaking of pick a lane, I definitely have someone who I think really needs to pick a lane, and I'll text you about it because it it's a bit disparaging. But, oh my god, um, I need to know who this is. Like, okay, wow, I'm, I'm shook. So I'll talk about the box office while you text me who you're talking about because I gotta know. Oh, Done. totally. Okay. Yeah, um, like, come on. Figure out what the <laughs> fuck you want to do. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, at the box office, this movie had a $45 million budget. Again, like, that's pretty high. I don't know. Like, is that high? I don't know. In its limited opening weekend release, it earned $1.6 million, and the limited release was in two theaters. <laughs> right? Um, and then How crazy is that? Two. $1.6 million for two theaters. Yeah, that's oh wild. my god, I died. That's, totally, that's insane. Um, and then its wide release opening weekend earned forty point nine million, so like almost the entire budget, like in opening weekend, which is a great sign. Um, and then domestic gross earnings were four hundred twenty three million dollars, and then worldwide gross earnings nine hundred sixty eight million dollars. Though Frozen currently holds the title of the highest-grossing Disney film of all time, The Lion King remains the highest-grossing hand-drawn film ever. 
Um, and it's also the best-selling home video of all time. And I don't see anything unseating it for either of those categories. Like, no one's no. buying home video anymore. And no one is hand-drying movies anymore. No, exactly. So. And it's not completely hand-drawn either. There was a lot of, like, um, really innovative um, animation Look, technology used in this movie. Hey, that like It is better than people calling the new Lion King that's coming out live action. There is nothing live action about that movie. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's the same as, um, like, the Jungle Book. Like, okay, they're, like, no one had to do, they literally needed a green screen to shoot this movie. Like, it, and and now in The Lion King, there's no people in it. So you don't even need, like, a Mowgli. It is literally... I mean, if if the only actors you yeah. need are voiceover actors, it is not a live-action movie. It's just totally. a CGI Even movie. if that voice act- actor is Beyonce. Yeah. Ex- I mean, I'm totally excited and thrilled for it. But, like, the new Aladdin is a live-action movie. Like, that's a live-action movie. Yeah. Which I'm also was incredibly excited movie. about. Lion King is not. <laughs> Yeah, which I am also incredibly excited about in to- in two different ways. However, one is live action. One is just a CGI version that looks like it could be live action. But no, there are not a million animals gathering around Pride Rock in Africa that were shot. <laughs> really? Like, no. But how That's- great would that be? Yeah, that would be called a documentary. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Live action Lion King, it's just a documentary. Like, I don't think you can call something live action if an animal is speaking. <laughs> like, that's Yeah, not totally. No, but, like, Planet of the live speaking. action. But, like, exclusively animal speaking. Yeah. The only yeah, speaking roles are animals. animals. No, 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 no. Yeah, if um, only animals okay. are speaking, then no, it is not live action. Great. Should we move on to the trivia? Absolutely. Okay, great. Um, so the first trivia point is that The Lion King is rated the number six forty, the number forty six best movie, the number six forty, uh, the number forty six best movie on all of IMDb, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's definitely like the highest that we've done. Yeah, for sure. Spoiler alert: It will not be a five for me. So <laughs> really? Oh my god, no. that makes me so sad. No. Well, okay, now we don't know what my rating is. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Are you um, right? <laughs> nominated for four Oscars and won two. Best music, original song for Can You Feel the Love Tonight? I just like bailed. I was like, I don't want to sing this whole thing. It's going to take too long. Um, and then it also won Best Music, Original Score. Can You Feel the Love Tonight was a um, piano recital song for me as a kid, I think. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So I know, like, all the words because, you know, they print the words on that page and you got to really practice. <laughs> you have to... Did you sing? Oh, absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> you were just, like, mouthing the words. No, but, like, when you're looking at piano sheet music, especially, like, for kids, I feel like a lot of times they're going to include the words so that you sort of know in your head what it's supposed yeah, to Yeah, especially like. if it's, yeah. like, a song you recognize. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Aww. Thanks. Good anecdote. Um, I have so many anecdotes today. Really? (laughs) Okay. No, you already got the one about my brother dressing up as a lion. Being dressed up as a lion, he didn't do anything. (laughs) He cried. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So writer Irene Metchie's original pitch was for Bambi in Africa meets Hamlet, which she referred to as Bramlet. Yeah. I mean... Bambi in Africa meets Hamlet is, yes. it's not wrong, 
Could but you I don't imagine like it. someone pitching that to you in a, in like a writer like in a room? I'd be like, what? Yeah, I cannot <laughs> believe that this got made when that's the pitch. Yeah, first of all, I'd be like, I would be that person sitting in the back, be like, I don't fucking know the the like storyline to <laughs> Hamlet, so. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I'm not going to counter on that point, but... <laughs> no. No, no, no. But, like, it kind of is. Like, the mom gets shot and killed in Bambi, and, like, I kind of get it. And then, okay, really? <laughs> from the 90s. Um, and then, and then do you know, you know what Bambi happened in Hamlet? Left... No. No. There's something with the uncle. I don't remember. I get Hamlet and Macbeth confused. I'm not going to lie about it. But, like, Bambi had to raise himself, and, you know, like, it makes sense. I, Simba I get it. had to be raised by Timon and Pumbaa. You know, we need... Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. I don't think they're from Hamlet. I don't remember. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I just heard Prancy Mildenstern something. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, they are from Hamlet. Wow. I absolutely don't know my Shakespeare, so I'm like, Rosencrantz yeah, that's right. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Wow. I, I wow. Wow. Feel... I feel like I really learned a lot my senior That's an year. A plus. You get an A plus for the English literature portion of the show. Gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally never got an A in an English class ever. <laughs> what? Oh my god, I was the biggest half-asser of essays. Sentence structure is my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't getting graded on my sentence structure. I was getting yeah. on my getting graded on my like not like I never to took a creative writing class. Yeah, like I didn't. Okay, yeah. I I that was the only Shakespeare. That was the oh, Tale um, of Two Cities was no, the only no, no, Shakespeare. No. Um, it's, it's that was one of the ones that I actually read. Um, uh, Charles Dickens. Thank no, you. Tale of um, Two Cities is great. It's amazing. It's so good. And but um, the only Shakespeare I ever read in high school was The Merchant of Venice. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to that one. It it's not worth getting to. <laughs> great, cool. I but still yeah. have never read The Tempest. Hi, my name is Miranda. Um, yeah. I didn't even read Romeo and Juliet, so like... What? At me, bitch. Have you seen the Leonardo DiCaprio movie? <laughs> no, I have Because, like, Shakespeare, like, is one of those things that just, Have like, you seen the Haley Steinfeld movie? Is that who it is? No. I don't remember. I don't think so. I mean, I've seen, like, a Cinderella There was, like, a story. new one that came out recently. Oh. <laughs> was it another Cinderella story? You should watch it. <laughs> I do love Haley Steinfeld. Her... Instagram is premium like and I don't hi- like I don't recommend Instagrams lightly and her- Haley Steinfeld's Instagram is premium content her I don't think I've ever style, gone to her Instagram so. I know right like her style is out of this world she is fantastic whoever her stylist is is a plus but yeah Haley Steinfeld Instagram recommendation interesting premium content all the time cool. but not too much she's not like once every couple days posting that's fine all right. I met like once every few years. So A plus. Killing yeah. it. I, I do strongly recommend um Romeo and Juliet from nineteen ninety six with um Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll consider it. So And Claire Danes. <laughs> anyway. That's who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Claire Danes, so Yeah. But I can't find anything about this like new one that I'm thinking of, but whatever. Has it even come out yet? No, it came out, like, forever ago. Hold on. I need to, like, oh. go on IMDb and find this because I'm just getting annoyed. Honestly, Romeo and Juliet from 1996 could be a TVT movie. <laughs> yeah, Put obviously it on the list. <laughs> Add it. It's getting added. <laughs> yeah. Okay, talk about something because, again, I don't I don't. Okay, so <laughs> when the film Haley was first... Haley Steinfeld, cons- Douglas Booth. Wow. 
Do you know who Douglas Booth is? No. Okay. I feel like if I showed you a picture, you would. Okay, so when the <laughs> when the film was first conceived, it was intended to have more of a documentary vibe, more realistic without any musical numbers. But due to wow. the urging of lyricist Tim Rice of Aladdin fame, they hired Elton like, John. like, I want a job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like he was, like, contracted with Disney, so, like, he either worked or didn't work, you know, yeah. like, but got paid. Yeah. Um, so they hired Elton John to write the songs. However, before they approached Elton, Rice had reached out to Swedish, Swedish, oh, my God, Swedish, Swedish group ABBA, but they were working on an opera, so they couldn't take the job. Would have definitely wow. changed the movie. It would have been, like, Mamma Mia, but Lions. Oh, my God, he's so hot. <laughs> I just said, like, I'll leave you a picture of Douglas, Douglas Booth. He was in a movie with Miley Cyrus. What movie? Oh, LOL. LOL. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that movie, but I don't remember him from it. Yeah. Um, he's the, the main love interest. So, he is so attractive. Yeah. So, um, several of now we've we've lost Olivia for a good three minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyway, several go ahead. of the characters' names are Swahili words. Simba means lion. Nala means gift. Sarabi means mirage. Rafiki means friend. Pumbaa is simpleton slash weak minded, and then Shenzi means savage, uncouth, or uncivilized. I hope my pronunciation was okay on all of those. Sorry. I think it was cl- close enough. Yeah. I didn't realize Pumbaa had two A's. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I think so. I don't know. Um, So the team working on The Lion King was supposedly Disney's B team, who were kept busy while the A team worked on Pocahontas, on which the production had much higher hopes. However, The Lion King went on to become a huge critical and commercial success, whereas Pocahontas was met with mixed reviews and a much lower box office total. Um, and I personally feel like The Lion King has, like, a lot higher appeal to work on over Pocahontas because, like, the concept is so much cuter and more fun. And there's also... I mean, it's cuter and more fun, but it's also, like, there's a big death scene and, like, there's a lot of... There's, like, a big battle and all of this stuff. Like, I don't know. There's... With Pocahontas, you get, like, Colors of the Wind. Yeah, but there's but a lot of, like, negative savages, stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, there's, like, some dark stuff in Pocahontas. But there's also, like, a lot more creative freedom, considering it's not based on, like, any source material, like a true story-based Pocahontas, you know? I don't know if we want to say Pocahontas is based on a true story. I mean, like, it's supposed to be based on a true story. And, like, this, there's, like, this is just, like, there's no source material. Like, you're just kind of going with what you want. And if they have higher hopes for Pocahontas, like, you get to, like, do kind of, I don't know, there's, like, low expectations, so you can kind of do whatever you want. Totally. And... Elton John is working on your movie, so that's awesome. Yeah, what a get. Yeah, like, I don't know. If I'm, a, and if Beyonce I'm like, is going to be in the remake, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you have that kind of foresight, come on. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so to assist in the animation process, animals were brought into the studio with the help of Jim Fowler, the co-host of the po- of a popular nature program, Wild Kingdom. This was a borrowed technique originally used by animators of Bambi. Additionally, locomotion and anatomy expert Stuart Sumita held lectures on animal movement, behavior, and skeletal structure, which I just really appreciate because I, totally. I noticed like a lot of it. I was like, yeah, that's that's what a lion looks like. Like that's the yeah. way a lion's back moves. You know? Yeah. No, I I really appreciated that. Like, and you can tell 
with like the detail even like when like you see like scar like walking towards him the way like his back and shoulders move yeah like it's totally real and like i have seen lions a lot because the st louis zoo is great and free and has lions so yeah um and tigers and you know animals that walk like that they do have bears they have a polar bear and he's really cute um he likes to swim i bet he does it's nice and cold in there Oh, yeah. he And there's, like, a glass window that he, like, swims and, like, puts his paws up against. He's really cute. Wow. Um, so off screen, there was a lot of drama when it came to the hyenas, which is weird. Um, biologists were not pleased that they were portrayed as villains in the film. One researcher, in defense of the laughing carnivores, even sued Disney for defamation of character. As of though, hyenas. Of hyenas character. Um, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> totally. That's insane. But, like, I feel like the um, the Lion King did the opposite for, like, hyenas PR as, like, <laughs> Kim Possible did for naked mole rats. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the opposite situation. Like, Kim Possible raised naked mole rats stock, like, 7 Ugh. million percent. Gross. And the Lion King really, you know, lowered yeah. the hyenas. Which However, is I will because... say, like... I went to the zoo when I was little, and I was interested in seeing the hyenas yeah. because I had seen the hyenas in The Lion King, and, like, otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been interested in seeing the hyenas. I was also interested in seeing the naked ball rats, but... Um, in the St. Louis Zoo, we ha- we just got hyenas a few years ago, but, like, I'm pretty sure they're nocturnal. I don't nocturnal. know so much about the St. Louis Zoo. I've literally been a million times because it's free, so, like, you just park oh, and go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a free zoo. It's I awesome. I don't and think I've ever been to a free zoo. Yeah, and there's tons... Did you ever they, go to I the mean, San Diego huge. Zoo when you lived in yeah. San Diego? Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's great because they have, like, different animals, like koalas and pandas, and I... The pandas. Um, I mean, but, Miranda Panda, so do I. Yeah, no, I mean, like, Miranda, er, not Miranda, Miranda's, <laughs> um, pandas are my true spirit animals. I'm also and, like, your true spirit animal, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're like, literally kill me. <laughs> um, but, like, it's cool because they have koalas and pandas, but, like, yeah. it's, there's, I th- it's not as hilly, like, the St. Louis Zoo is not as hilly, and they have, like, tons of animals too so it's like they're very comparable and like one's free and one's like fifty dollars so i mean um i feel like the free zoo would be a great date spot oh yeah totally like when you're you know in college and high school like can't afford anything let's go to the zoo yeah i mean it's cute because like you walk around and like see the animals yeah make a joke about hyenas and the lion king you know but like they're very concerned like they built like, the wall for the hyena exhibit, like, it's a big, like, very thick glass wall because apparently, like, if you fall in, like, if someone falls into a hyena exhibit, they, like, will kill you. Like, there is, they wow. like, they're, like, Shook. super, super dangerous, apparently. I did um, not know that. Yeah, like, because when this first opened, they had, like, people who, like, would tell you facts and stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, the reason why it's so, like, protected is because, like, even more so than, like, lions and other animal like bears and rhinos and like all that kind of stuff like that you would think would be like very like scary like they're, they're like no hyenas just docile like, like they if really they care. yeah they sleep like 24 hours a day hyenas um, are the chihuahuas polar uh, yeah the yeah they're Danes. like if something they don't know what it is falls into their exhibit they will 100 percent attack you and kill you like there's nothing we can oh. do i'm like wow okay so um disney was kind of right but okay <laughs> Yeah, but okay. Yeah, maybe um, their character needed to be defamed a little bit. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> totally. Um, okay, so the Broadway version of the show has earned over $8 billion, B billion, yeah. which makes The Lion King the most successful work in any medium in entertainment history. So I guess there is something to be said about Bambi meets Hamlet in, in the Africa. African... <laughs> In Africa. In the African Africa. Yeah. I was like, I was going to say, like, in the African savannah, and I was like, I don't know if that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's the Serengeti, right? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, to our plugs, um, I want to start out this week specifically if you're in the st louis area and are listening to this before april 3rd please come to the great love debate show at helium comedy club in brentwood on wednesday um, april 3rd at 8 p.m obviously this only applies to st louis in the surrounding area but i will be on stage as a panelist um and this we is talk wild about, you guys yeah, olivia's yeah. on a panel about dating yeah, about dating in St. Louis specifically. Um, so if you'd like tickets, please visit St. Would you ST- call yourself an expert on dating in St. Louis? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, an expert about bitching about dating in St. Louis, maybe? But, totally. Um, yeah, so if you'd like to come and get tickets, come. Uh, you can go to st-lewis.heliumcomedy.com or you can just go to the link in my Instagram bio at Cheesy. Either one works for tickets. Um, yeah, that's yeah, M-A-C-K is cheesy. Yeah, M-A-C-K um, is cheesy. I better get a birthday shout out. It's on my birthday. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happy birthday, early. Thank you. I will not be there. <laughs> no. Just so you know. <laughs> in. When Thanks, is it? Though. Wednesday. Okay, yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, cool. April 3rd. Yeah, at cool. 8 p.m. Although I will say I would love to see you do this. Like, I will be listening to this episode yeah, it's, just it, because yeah. I'm like, what the heck is Olivia going to say? It's, it's <laughs> recorded for the Great Love Debate podcast. Um, so, yeah, that you can hear me on there whenever they yeah. put that out. I have no idea when that's going to be. I can but... shout that out, too. Oh, yeah, of course. Totally. Okay, so otherwise, go to tvgamp.com for everything you need to know about the show. From there, you can also find a link to our Redbubble store where you can buy stuff to support our show. Charity starts at home, and apparently, we are your home. We are your pride rock, you might say. Yes, yes. Um, So, and while you're listening to this podcast, scroll to the bottom of your Apple Podcast app and give us five stars. It's really that easy. And if you truly love us, you can give us a review. I don't yeah. know if we have any more, and honestly, my phone is too far away to go reach. Um, I can look it up, but yeah, um, right. go the extra mile. Do us a do us a do solid, us a solid. Please. And then be sure to talk about our podcast to literally anyone that'll listen to you. That includes friends, parents, work colleagues, the person in the bathroom stall next to you on Facebook. Anyone spread the word of TVT like you would Jesus course, or like you would the love tonight. You definitely just said like you would Jesus course. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did um, I really? No, I just I totally had no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> Did we get any new reviews? Did you check? No, no, no new reviews, Great. unfortunately. Hey, you guys, uh, leave us yeah, a review. Thanks, guys. Um, if you have anything Feeling you want to share... Feeling the love tonight, if you will. <laughs> yeah, truly. Um, if you have anything you want to share or, com- um, or comment with us about the show, you can email us at tbtamp at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at TBT Podcast. You can follow our personal Instagram and Twitter accounts. For me, it's again at Mac is cheesy, M A C K is cheesy. And for me, it's at Miranda Johnson, M A R A N D A J H N Z O N. Boom. Wow. Great. Um, so we have like very little notes, so we'll, we'll just have to like 
pepper them in. But let's get into the plot of The Lion King. Um, Yeah, so, um, do you want to start or should I? It doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay, I'll start. Um, Okay, so, all of the animals of the African Pride Lands gather to celebrate the birth of King Mufasa and Queen Surabi's son Simba, as he is presented on Pride Rock by Rafiki the baboon, the lion's trusted advisor. (laughs) Mufasa's younger brother, Scar, is incredibly resentful of both his brothers and Simba's claims to the quote-unquote throne We never see a throne. There is no chair. Like, a lion can't sit in a chair. There's no throne. As a young lion cub, Simba is taught by his father about the responsibilities of being king of everything the light touches, as viewed from Pride Rock, except for, you know, that one little dark spot that we don't talk about. Um, While Mufasa is away, Scar tricks Simba and his best friend and betrothed, ooh, spicy, Nala, into venturing beyond the lion's territory to the elephant graveyard. That's that, you know, dark land where the light doesn't touch that I talked about. However, they must first ditch their chaperone, Zazu, at the watering hole. And Zazu's like a cute little bird. I don't know if I'd call him cute. He's a little bird. Yeah, I was say cute. But, um... Simba is cute. Yes. Yes. Simba is a precious angel. Yeah, he's a little shit, but, like, he is very cute. Yeah, Nala's um, cuter. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, I'm like, Nala's pretty cute. less of a little shit. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to babysit either one of them, but... <laughs> I'd rather babysit Nala, totally. Yeah. I mean, if I'm babysitting lion cubs, absolutely want to babysit would, both of them, but... <laughs> I would not want to babysit Zazu. No. <laughs> no, not in this situation. situation. Zazu um, really got shafted here. I think that happens to him a lot, but, um, he, um, so I definitely in like frequent conversation when people are like asking, I I use the phrase, like everything the light touches will be yours all the time. (laughs) Let me tell you, no one knows what that reference is to. And I'm like, really? Have you not seen the Lion King? Like it's such a good throw like into any conversation and like people don't get it. I'm just like everything the light touches will be yours. Come on, people. Yeah. I need people to get that into their standard everyday vernacular, please. Honestly, you you know, and some days you have days where it feels like nothing that the light touches will never (laughs) be yours. What? You see everything the light touches? Not yours. You're never going to get that. (laughs) None of it. Absolutely not. That's how I feel most of the time. Are you in a dark room? That's that's what the light touches is yours. Everything the light touches is yours. And the light is like the backlight of your computer (laughs) screen. (laughs) Yeah, you got that. So, as the, at the elephant graveyard, Simba, Nala, and Zazu are attacked and chased by three hyenas wanting to eat them. Realistic, Thankfully, apparently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thankfully, Mufasa arrives just in the nick of time to scare off the hyenas, who are in cahoots with Scar. And did you write cahoots? Of course I did. I love that. Okay, great. Um, and Mufasa rescues the lion cubs. While he is very upset with Simba for deliberately disobeying him, Mufasa forgives his son, which is nice. Um, He also explains to Simba that the... Okay, so it's nighttime now, by the way. Um, He explains to Simba that the great kings of the past watch over them from the night sky and... like stars. Yeah, from the stars. Constellations. Yeah, exactly. Um, And though he will one day join them, he will always be there for Simba, which is so cute. This, like, conversation was so cute, especially knowing what's about to happen. Yeah, true. There is, like, something very interesting about sort of, like, kings and things like that. And 
I feel like one of the underrated like parts of being a king or being in Simba's case a prince is like the amount where you and other people think about your mortality like you're sort of always thinking about like what's gonna happen when I die and like all of that stuff and I feel like it's just sort of an underrepresented part that I feel like would kind of (laughs) suck I mean, it's definitely not, like, underrepresented in, like, um, yeah. in college I took an Egyptology class and, like, basically that's all pharaohs cared about was, like, their legacy and, like, what happens to them after they die. Hence why their um, you know, tombs pyramids. are filled with shit, you know? Like, they have so much stuff in there. Even the ones that don't have, like, really obvious tombs like the, um, like the pyramids. They... Yeah, the Egyptians very much do not ascribe to the phrase, you can't take it with you. Yeah, or, like, YOLO. like, I'm <laughs> taking it with me. Yeah, like, the whole, like, YOLO thing. They're like, uh-uh, no, 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 I'm taking all my shit, and we're gonna have a good time. Which is, like, an intro and, like, they think so much, and, like, so much of their life is devoted to, like, preparing for the afterlife, which is kind of, um, I feel, like, very different than modern day, obviously. Yeah, modern day, we're all literally, like, all we do all day is distract ourselves from the fact that one day we're gonna die. Hello. Happy Thursday. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) Oh my god, that's so true, but like so sad. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Great. So Scar pays a visit to his minions, the hyenas, and tells him of his plan to kill Mufasa and Simba so that he can take over as king of the Pride Lands. He later lures Simba into a gorge, then instructs the hyenas to drive a large herd of wildebeests into a stampede that will trample him. I think here's... I'm just going to pause for a second. Here's one thing that, like, I think I didn't like about this. There's too much, like, action and stuff and, like, suspense and these, like, dark kind of scary moments. Like, I was afraid to watch this as a kid, so I don't really have the same, like, attachment to it. I was deeply afraid of Scar. Um, And I think I only watched, like, Lion King 2 because Scar wasn't in it. And Lion King 2 is, like, underrated for sure. (laughs) It's really good. I love that movie. Yeah, for sure. But I'm, like, much like um, Hercules or something like that, I feel like there's a lot of, like, action scenes that I'm just like, "Eh, whatever. Yeah, I think that was part of, like, their trying to cater to, um, like, boys Boys. and girls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so... Scar runs to tell Mufasa that Simba is in danger, knowing that he will rush to save his son. Mufasa is able to get Simba to safety, but while climbing to the edge of the cliff, he calls out to Scar for help, and his evil brother pushes him back to his death. Scar convinces Simba that his father's death is all Simba's fault, telling him to leave the kingdom, and then he sends his hyena henchman after Simba with instructions to kill him, but Simba's able to escape. Back at Pride Rock, Scar tells the Pride that both Mufasa and Simba were killed and assumes the throne, adding the hyenas to the Pride as well, because, like, the hyenas aren't a part of it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, one piece of trivia <laughs> is wow, that... Wow, I love this. I'm um, just kidding. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, so one interesting piece of trivia that I couldn't just not put in this... Um, the scene during Scar's Be Prepared musical number in which his army of hyenas assemble in linear formation and begin marching is actually inspired by an image of Adolf Hitler watching a Nazi procession, which is, like, super dark. Like, way to go, Disney, with your way dark. Like, 
Yeah, it's it's not great. But um, Scar also sets himself apart by being the only Disney animated villain actually shown committing murder. <laughs> In every other film, any murders or... I don't know why are, I laughed at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> are any, any murders are attempted or carried off off screen. Yeah, Which Olivia loves that. That's one of the reasons why this movie's getting a five from her. She's like, yes, we got to see okay. the murder. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it, but okay. Okay. Oh, you don't want to do this next one? Oh, I thought this was still... This It seems like it's still in this... No, it's, an, it's a new piece of trivia. You got oh, it. Oh, okay. So the wildebeest stampede used for groundbreaking confu- computer and... Oh my god, wow. The wildebeest stampede used groundbreaking computer animation effects. It's only one of a handful of scenes in the film to supplement hand-drawn cells with computer-generated effects. That took roughly three years to complete. Oh my god. The scene (laughs) as it plays in the film is just two and a half minutes, and it is, like, stunning. It is, but, like, oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, truly. That's a long-ass time. Yeah, that's a really long time. Um... Worth it? I don't know. Um, But, okay. I don't know, but it's sort of like, it's like you do it one time, and then you, like, have the knowledge of how to do it many more times that won't take you three years. So, like, I understand if this was the first one where they did it, I understand them taking three years, and then they sort of, you know, have this ready to go later on for other movies, so it doesn't take that long. Um, after fainting in the desert, Simba is saved by Timon and Pumbaa, a meerkat and warthog misfit duo who take him under their wing and introduce him to their Hakuna Matata lifestyle. They what raise a wonderful him. Phrase. <laughs> they raise him to young adulthood, and while he is happy, he knows there's something missing in his life. Back in the Pride Lands, the Pride is unhappy and underfed under Scar's reign. Yeah, cool. Um, another piece of trivia. This is a well-circulated legend that in the scene where Simba flops on the ground and dust kicks up, forming the letters sex in the cloud above him. This is just a myth. Producers have admitted that there are letters in the dust cloud, but they actually spell out SFX, a nod to the special effects team that worked on the movie. Okay, sure. How convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you, um, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, no, I definitely had heard that, like, when I was a lot younger. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that's the phallic funny. imagery on the original DVD case of, like, The Little Mermaid. Like, all yes. of these sort of Disney, like, ooh, bet you didn't know this about Disney that are just, like, clickbait, like, meme fodder. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I definitely... Like, I, I don't know. I think it's SFX. Like, I think that the explanation makes sense. So, like. Yeah, totally. Just yeah, like, like I'm not. Our special effects team. Yeah, ex- and, like, they do stuff like it that all the time. It needed to say something. Yeah. Well, no, it didn't, but okay. <laughs> it's, like, a cloud, so it doesn't have to necessarily say anything. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, ready? Next? Yeah. It's your Go turn. Ahead. No, it's not. I just did the last one. What do you mean? I just did the special effects one. Yeah, that was trivia. There's no more trivia. It's your turn. Oh, oh my god. Okay. Wow. Sorry. Um, I'm deeply confused. Okay. okay. So, we're <laughs> almost done with the plot of this movie already. 
This is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, we're an hour in, so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, while Timon and Pumbaa are wandering the jungle for food, they are attacked by a hunting adult lioness, Nala. We also, I mean, I feel like we aren't really talking about how great Timon and Pumbaa are. Like, when I was a young warthog, he's the best. <laughs> when I was a young warthog. Oh my god, my voice just Yikes. <laughs> Honestly appropriate. That's how the song goes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the lions spend time re- oh, Simba intervenes and the two old friends are reunited. Nala and Simba reunited. Um, the lions spend time reacquainting and quickly fall in love, obviously. How convenient. How convenient. Um, which it's like, yes, like teenage Simba would fall in love with the first female Girl lion he's, he's seen yeah. in seven years. Ever. You know? Yeah. Um yeah, so later Nala tries to convince Simba to return to the Ailing Pride and claim his throne, but he refuses. Simba is attempting to face his guilt over his father's death when he encounters Rafiki, who seems to know a lot about him. That baboon shows Simba that Mufasa's spirit lives within him. He is then visited by his father's spirit in the night sky, because of course he is. Um, and his father tells him that he must remember who he is and take his rightful place as king. Simba finally realizes that he can no longer run from the past and decides to return to the Pride Lands. Yeah, so this whole Rafiki scene was, like, super creepy. And, like, I didn't realize it was as creepy as it was until, like, I watched this movie as an adult. Yeah. But, yeah, Rafiki's, like... Um, also from, like, working in a psych hospital, I think, like, Rafiki is, like, um, very, um, like, manic, and it's a little frightening. Yeah. But, you know, what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? He <laughs> is, he's a little scary. Like, he's very, I don't know, he's kind of all over the place. And I feel like I remember Rafiki being, like, a bigger part of the movie. Like, I feel like Rafiki's kind of an icon, and he's yeah. barely in the movie. Yeah, he's in the movie for, like, five minutes. And, like, I get why Simba reacts to him the way that he does. Because he's like, okay, dude, you're you're nuts, clearly. And no. like, <laughs> And then he just, like, starts dropping secret bombs. And he's like, okay, well, I guess you we're going to have me. to talk. It's like Anastasia and Anastasia. Totally. Totally. You are my grandma. <laughs> Um, so, so Simba, along with Nala, Timon, and Pumbaa, return to Pride Rock, distracting the hyenas in order to confront Scar. Scar again guilts Simba into taking responsibility for Mufasa's death, but after backing him to the edge of Pride Rock, uh, Scar admits that he is the one who killed the king, and Simba, filled with rage, um, pins down Scar and forces him to confess to the rest of the Pride. With that, the lioness and the lionesses and Simba. Lionesses, what a word! Yes, um, and Simba's friends fight off the hyenas while Simba um, corners Scar. Scar begs for mercy and tries to blame the hyenas for all of his wrongdoings. Okay. Um, <laughs> Scar has a really hard time um, accepting responsibility. Uh, yeah, but it's like he also like admits that he killed the king, and then he's like, no, 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 just kidding. Like, make choose one, pick a lane. Yeah, exactly. The theme of the night. Um, pick a lane. But Scar tries to. Oh, um, Simba refuses to be a murderer like his uncle and tells Scar to just leave the Pride Lands forever. Scar then tries to sneak attack his nephew, but Simba manages to toss him off the top of the rock. So he, he is a murderer after all. Oh yeah. Uh, well, like. He well not like on purpose. 
Okay. Like, it's kind of like sure. a self-defense kind of thing, but okay. Okay, whatever. Manslaughter uh, and self-defense. But, like, he tells him to leave and gives him the opportunity, and then Scar, like, tries to attack him. Like, is what's he supposed to do? Is it manslaughter if they're not a man? Is it lion slaughter? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, oh God. Um, so he survives. Scar survives, but um, he is attacked and presumably killed by the hyenas he betrayed because they don't like that. Um, Simba reclaims his rightful place with Nala as king and queen of the Pride Lands. Later, um, the lands are restored to their thriving state, and Rafiki presents the latest lion cub prince or princess, just as he did with Simba. So, confirmed coitus between Nala and Simba. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There is a, take a drink for confirmed coitus of (laughs) Nala and Simba at the end of the movie. Uh, great. Um, cool. That's yeah, the so movie. My, that was quick. Yeah. Yeah. Overall thoughts. Um, I think like the colors in the cinematography are like stunning, like truly stunning. Yeah. True. Um, and I sing along out loud in my room to every single song, even though I watch this on my laptop. So. Yeah. No, I did too. But I feel like the, the beginning song was a lot longer than I thought it was like, get into it, you know, like. I get it, Ozavrenya. Like f- we get it, <laughs> Ozavrenya. <laughs> I don't know. I have literally no clue what they're. I mean, but it's saying. like an hour and thirty minutes, so I don't think it's like I don't think. Yeah, but it, it could have been forty. Okay, but like that wouldn't have been a movie. So okay, whatever. <laughs> I stand by it. Who's I also sang keep... aloud to lots of the songs, but you know. Yeah, like the music is so good. Music's a good. That Elton Don, John, I think he might know what he's doing. Yeah, I think he might have. Um, Are you he excited for it. the Elton John movie? What? There's there's an Elton John movie starring Taron Egerton. Mm, I, oh yes 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 I am. Okay, and great. I have yes. I Who's am your character to excited. keep an eye on? <sighs> I mean. To put a little twist on it, maybe Rafiki because he's a sneaky little shit and like he's a sneaky little brown noser with a hidden agenda. Exactly, he's a sneaky brown noser with a hidden agenda, and I don't trust him. Wow, um, I think my character to keep an eye on is gonna be Pumbaa because he was a young god. Oh, yeah, and he's so cute. Pumbaa truly steals the show of the movie. Yeah, he's honest. He reminds me of Brody. So. Oh, oh my God, that's so cute. <laughs> they smell similar. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Brody's Brody Brody did... dog for the uninitiated. Brody parted the other day. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it was like so rank. That's I could not Pumbaa's even take superpowers. it. Superpowers. He can clear a room. Right? Yeah. Brody definitely shares that with him. Like he doesn't. For an English bulldog, he does not. Um, uh, have manners. He does not have much flatulence. Oh. <laughs> but, like, when he does, it is room clearing. So, wow. I must say. Wow. Yeah. So, I will say, I don't think I've ever. Actually, no, I think I have smelled a Brody fart. I was just trying Yeah, to... and they're they're silent. Like, you can't hear them. But no, I he... mean, I think most dogs are silent. Yeah, I mean. They don't have butt cheeks, you know? <laughs> just, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Okay, what's your rating? Um, I, I feel like my rating is like a four. Like I don't know. It's really? Not, it's it, I understand how it's like objectively a great movie, but it's not like funny to me. Like I don't 
resonate with the romance between Nala and Simba. (laughs) The animal romance? Yeah, I don't know. It just you don't relate to the animal romance. No. Bummer. Um, You know, butt cheeks. You know, like it's a four. Um, so I gave it a five because, like, I had such a good time watching this movie. Wow, like, I very relate. much enjoyed the experience. Really? I oh mean, my it God. was fine, but it was just kind of like, yeah. Wow. That makes me so happy. It's so sad for you. Um, yeah, because I just, like, loved watching this movie. I had such a good time. So. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm trying to see if there's any other 4.5s here, but I'm not. Oh, here's one. Um, she's the man. Okay. Oh, I would rather watch She's the Man any day of the week. Well, that's funny because you rated them. Oh, I, really? Because I gave. Oh wait, no, it's not She's the Man. It's High School Musical. Oh, I mean, I would. I think I'd also rather watch High School Musical. Um, you gave High School Musical a four, and I gave it a five. <laughs> and then She's the Man, you gave a three, and I gave it a four point five. Oh, wow. Um, Look, I yeah. understand, like, the sort of objective greatness that is this movie, but I'm just, I don't know. I, like, you appreciate it, you just didn't, like, yeah, enjoy it's, it. It's a piece of art. I think it's great that it exists. I'm excited for the new one to come out, but, like, I'm not going to go back and watch The Lion King. Like, I'm not turn, I'm not bored and turning on The Lion King. I mean, like, I actually, like, I had a great time watching it, so, like, I stand by. Um, also up there with The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and The Devil Wears Prada, so. I don't know if I would watch, I don't know about The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. The first one was really fine. good. Um, the second one was not good. I don't remember I, which as, one. As I, I, I don't remember. It's all such a blur. We've been doing this too long. We're pretty uh, sure we're the traveling really going to have to just, like, keep watching the same movies over and over again. Because when we talk about them later, I'm like, I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, we both gave Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants 4.5s. Um, Sisterhood of oh, wow. Traveling Pants 2 is a 3.25 overall. So Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I remember it being worse, for sure. Wow. Wow. Anyway. All right. Um. Yeah. So, um plugs go to tbtamp.com and then also write and review us on the podcast app follow us on instagram i am at miranda johnson the show is at tbt podcast and olivia yes i am at mac is cheesy that's m-a-c-k is cheesy um and go get those tickets the great love debate in st louis if you live in the area sell them out Uh, yeah, I would really appreciate it. Um, just go to my Instagram bio for tickets. That's probably the best place. That's crazy that you have, like, an event that you're doing in your Instagram right? bio. Like, who do you crazy? think you are? I know, right? Like, that's the crazy part. But anyway, um, next week we'll be talking about Mrs. Delphire. We will. Um, exciting. Yeah. It's- Love Robin Williams. Yes, 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 yes. It's going to so. be great. Yeah, Mrs. Delphire, <laughs> see you then. Yeah, bye. Bye.